this is a big deal. It's a big deal. Not going to lie. Something different. I don't have like your traditional camera where I can flip it around and see myself. So it's just my handy dandy uh, camera staring back at me. But welcome back everyone to my favorite place on this planet. uh, The Stay Open Space. I'm your host, Arletta LaRue, and today is a big deal. It is the first day that I am filming an episode. So I feel like it wouldn't be doing it justice without letting my viewers know, my followers, um, what's around me. So I thought I'd give you a little tour within the, the space of the screen. So here to my my left, maybe you're right, I'm not really sure how this works yet, Um, We have my handy-dandy, handed-down quilting rack. It's actually kind of funny. I've had so many people ask me where I got this. Um, And I have a second one here because somehow the two identical ones got sent both with me. Um, I do not want it. If you are interested in it, let me know. It's kind of I can't, like, ship it. So if you're in the Knoxville area, I guess, and want to quilt, like, a blanket hanger, let a girl know. But I have used this successfully for my various blankets. Um, I think you can kind of see my plant in the corner. Maybe not. That's my philodendron hanging from my planner I got at Target. Behind me to the corner is my on the air sign. I put this on every single time I record. And it was gifted to me for my birthday um, a couple years ago by two of my best friends. Shout out Gretchen and Tanya. Um, and then what else we got? We got my other fit, fiddly fig back in here with my pink ambiance. Sky's my fiddle leaf. We've been through a lot. If you are a plant owner, you probably understand my pain of having to constantly figure out how much water is needed for the plant. Um, I would love to grow him. I really want him to kind of be bigger in size so hopefully uh, over the years he can like become this towering beautiful tree in my living room but for right now we got a little dwarf fiddle leaf um, and I opened this capriccio rose sangria um, for the show I thought it was so on brand and so cute it's like pink and has cute little um, fruits all over it. I'm a sucker for packaging. It matches my coasters that have um, little strawberries all over them, but I tasted it, and I'm gonna be honest, it tastes like a hangover. Actually, no, if I'm being completely honest, it tastes like something that I've thrown up in the past from being too hungover or drinking too much on, so it triggered me. Um, I'm currently not choosing to drink that. I'm currently choosing to drink tequila, grapefruit juice. I'm a sucker for it. It's the bomb. Stick it with some lime. You got yourself a fucking great ass drink. So anyways, guys. So anyways, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Happy New Year. It would not be an Arletta Argyle pod without discussing how many times I have recorded this said episode. Um, I recorded it back in December before I left for break. 
I recorded it. I brought all of my recording stuff to Denver to record this. Um, I recorded it again when I came back here. That one was the really successful one. My audio got deleted the next day. I was so discouraged, had too much going on. I was like, nope, didn't plan this out correctly at all. I'm bailing. Um, And so now we're here at this week's episode. And I've decided to kind of do like a collage, if you will, of all different types of things that have been going on in my life in the last month and something I think you guys will really resonate with. So first, how was your new year? How was your holiday? I hope it was awesome. I hope you haven't already retweeted that meme that says, I've chested out my 10-day or 7-day subscription to 2021 and I want my money back. I hope you have not had that experience. Um, 2021 so far has actually been so-so for me. You know, we... We've got some hard days. We've had some good days. I'm actually in the middle of psycho cleansing my apartment. All of my just like junk, you know, I've I think maybe it's just quarantine has sparked in me this essence of like constantly being in my house staring at all the shit that I own. And so I decided what better time than when I'm at home working from home to cleanse my space, really be intentional about the things that I want to keep in my place. Um, And speaking of intentional, that brings me to my first topic, um, which is all about watchwords, as I call them, if you're an OG, if you've been here before um, for a while, you'll know that on my like first couple of episodes I really talked about like a watchword for the year and I thought this would be fitting to talk about with the new year because we're hitting around you know close to the three-week mark in January and I think this is around the time that if you had or have a new year's resolution um, sometimes you can fall away from it and that's why in my last episode in the title and I talk about it too in the episode if you haven't heard it but I actually I don't believe in the word resolution I think it's just this societal ploy to make you stick to something usually in the health and wellness department body image society where you kind of like have this resolution like new year new me You're going to go back to the gym. The gyms are always so fucking packed for those of us that go all the time. Um, You have to like fight the newcomers there at the beginning of the year. Everyone has these resolutions, whatever the fuck those are. And all of a sudden you, you get halfway through the month of January and your resolution's out the window. You already feel like shit now for the year because everything you had like planned to do come up with for the year as like what you were sticking to you can't you can't seem to manage to hold it for a month and it's just full of like discouragement honestly I don't think it's positive I don't think it's healthy for people to have resolutions every year and so I decided a while back on my personal journey that resolutions like really were not healthy for me 
Um, So I just went ahead and started calling them goals because I wanted to be a goal-oriented person. And I wouldn't say I was born goal-oriented, decided in my life if I want to be successful, it has to be something that I teach myself. So a big part of what I want to bring to you on this platform this year are different ways that I structure myself in a goal-oriented way to actually become a goal-oriented and actionable human. And one of the ways that I kind of started out with this journey was realizing in my year I would have a resolution. I would have this like overall vision for what I wanted the year to be and it would come to a month in and I would forget my resolutions or I'd already broken them and I really got discouraged. So back my senior year of college, I started my journaling journey, my kind of self-awareness, self-inquisitive journey, if you will. And I journaled every single day. And when I graduated from college, decided to move to, to Italy to be an au pair, I spent a lot of time alone. And that was really where I dove deep into myself. I prayed every day, meditated every day, said manifestations every day, affirmations to myself. I really learned who I was as an adult, like out of college and who I wanted to be. And I had this like constant kind of thirst and need for a a centered grounding. And I was thinking back on the times in my life that I had experienced something like that where I have like a unified understanding, a resounding understanding of um, one kind of central focus in my life. And one of the examples that came up in my head at the time was in my sorority, we had what was called a watchword. And it was a word that the chapter voted on every year. And we decided as an entire chapter, like what the word was going to be for us, the watchword of the year to keep us aligned with our values, our efforts, our goals. And I thought, why can't I apply that to my own life? So when I was journaling in Italy and it was coming up on the new year, I decided the next year I was going to carry over a watchword. And so for that year, I prayed and manifested and uh, meditated on what word I wanted to use. And the word that was resounding in my head at the time was intentionality, to be intentional. And so for that year, I carried it with me and everything I did, I would just circle back to intentional. If I was taking a job, was I being intentional about that job? If I had friends in my life, people in my life that I was giving my time to, was I being intentional about who those people were, what they were bringing to my life? Um, and what I was bringing to theirs. When I was having conversations, I wanted to have intentional conversations with people. I wanted to make a difference and not just have, you know, I I didn't just want to have another year go by where I felt like the efforts that I was putting in didn't matter or didn't make a difference. And I actually spent the entire year remembering to be intentional and it was like a tr- it was like the whistle blow for a dog in training I knew the minute I was starting to kind of f- 
teeter off the wayside, maybe like stray from my values or my goals or my intentions for that year, I would just say, are you being intentional? Like I would just kind of bring it back in the forefront of my mind, say the word. And it it triggered me. So after a while, I consistently started not only believing more in myself, but knowing that everything I was doing was intentionally healthy for me, was the best option for me. And I loved it so much, I decided to do it again. So the next year, I really prayed and thought about what I wanted my word to be. And that year, it was fearless. So I fearlessly went into everything. Every date I went on, every job I took, every new friend I made, I just didn't want fear to take me over anymore. And I didn't want to live my life path in fear. And so then the next year, which was this past year actually, I really was trying to think what I wanted my watchword to be. And to be honest with you, I never settled on a word. There wasn't one thing that was really speaking to me. And even I actually remember sitting down filming or recording a podcast episode similar to this topic in this one. And I wanted so badly to have a good word for you guys as an example. And I just at the time couldn't place my finger on one. And as I sat down for this one and was thinking about what I wanted to talk to you about and what this past year was for me, Honestly, the watchword that I think I continually referred back to but didn't know in the moment that it was my watchword was resilience. And I think resiliency is such an important thing to learn and gain in your life, especially when you go through seasons and years like we have been in, like going through the past year. You have to learn how to bounce back, to be resilient, how to handle what you go through. And even though... It's, it could be terrible at times, downright awful. It's so important to never stop and never let that one thing tear you down so low to where it hinders you from, from continuing to keep going and to continue to get better and evolve and change and grow. And so this past year's watchword was resilient. And I think what's so cool with with this specific exercise is after the year's over and your watchword is done, it's not really ever done. You carry that word with you throughout the rest of your life. Because as a year goes on, I mean, we're gaining not only just a habit here, but a lifestyle, right? Like you have the life choice every day for 365 days to be blank, to be intentional, to be driven, to be extroverted, to be consistent. Whatever word resonates with you, you show up every day for that word and for yourself. And it becomes such a part of who you are that it doesn't just stop because the new year happens. We may be adding a new word adjective verb to our repertoire but it's not in who we are but it's you don't lose it so I'm still intentional I still try to be I still try to be fearless I still am going to consistently be resilient and when I sat down this year to think of the word there was like 
a saying in my mind that really stood out to me. I don't know why. I just kept hearing fierce of nature. Like I want to be a fierce of nature. I want I want to blow people away. I want to be the girl that people don't really know how to handle because they haven't handled someone like me before. I want to surprise people. I want to prove people wrong. I want to overcome my own issues and negative thoughts that I have towards myself. And the more I thought about that saying, the more I just was like, okay, that's not a word though. Like you can be a fierce of nature, but what do you want to bring to your life this year? And I have settled on the word abundance. And what's crazy, I was actually telling a girlfriend this the other day. Um, I don't know if you're someone who believes in coincidences, but I don't. I think nothing is a coincidence. I think everything happens for a reason and a purpose. And I think everything is energy and one thing sparks another thing that kind of snowballs. But anyways, you know, I was looking into my watchword for the year I was thinking about what I want just overall to bring to my life and this word abundance just stuck with me so much so that I one night the other night I took a sharpie and I just wrote in calligraphy down my arm the word abundance just to kind of stare at it see how it fit with me see if I liked it if I resonated with it. And what's crazy is I was in Barnes and Noble the other day and I was looking at a planner and I picked up a planner that was, you know how some planners before it breaks, sorry, before it breaks into like the calendar and the days of the week, it breaks down, like it gives you some pages of information, like random information you didn't think you needed to know. While this particular planner was breaking down different crystals and stones and what the words mean, and I was looking at emerald because my engagement ring is emerald, and so I was scanning down the list and I see that there's emerald, and next to emerald is the word abundance. And I don't know if it's because I've been wearing this new stone, um, because I believe in like the healing power and the energy power of stones that you wear close to you or keep around you. Um, I don't know if it was that energy or what brought me to this word, but my watchword for this year is going to be abundance. And I also might possibly get it tattooed on my arm in the same way I wrote it because I absolutely loved the way it looked. But I say all of this to say I hope I can inspire you to kind of dig deep and think about your own watchword and think about your own central point of the year of what you want this year to bring you. And it can be something that you're comfortable with, something that you're uncomfortable with, that pushes you, that drives you, whatever it is. As long as it's just beneficial for who you are and what you need out of this year and and that will trigger you immediately when you need to know like, hey, no, we have a central idea here. Like we have one goal we're pushing towards in 2021 and it's blank. As long as that word is kind of your sanity, you're bringing back to your center, that's all that matters. So then I was 
talking with um, another one of my listeners, and I've had so many good ideas about what I want to talk to you you guys about this year and there's so many exciting things going on in the stay open world but I I finally launched my website so my website is up if you haven't taken a look at it you should it is like it's just so cool when you work so so long on something to see it come to flourishing and to see it be something that I feel like is my heart in physical form is amazing. So it's ArlettaArgyle.com. Um, and I have everything, I'll have everything on there from now on. Um, anytime I talk about something in the show, I'll, you know, include it in my show notes on there. I'll link it. Um, if you guys ever want to know like something I'm talking about or fuck, I don't know, influencer style, like what I'm wearing, what's around me in this image, you let me know. I will link it if I can, if I can find it. Um, so yeah, so we have so many cool things coming. I have merch coming for you guys. Um, a lot of you I know have been like, where's the merch? It's coming. It's going to be so good and so cute. I can't wait to show you guys that. And I was, I mentioned earlier, I've been psycho cleaning my apartment, spring cleaning, if you will. And I actually came upon this metaphor that I think is really, really significant to the timing right now and in your life. And I think it was something that's worth talking about. So I am someone who, we know this, I'm manic. I explode. I have blackouts, as my fiance calls them. I come back in. I like awaken and all of a sudden I like psycho clean in my OCD flares and next thing you know everything is color coordinated size coordinated um spotless like you would think two different kinds of people live in my apartment but whether I am messy or clean I always have been someone who shoves everything I can into closets because I don't know like you have your area you have your room and and it doesn't matter what's behind the closed door no one fucking sees that right it's just about what the room looks like and you can shove like you remember when you were little and your mom told you to clean your room and you just shove all your clothes in and like everything that's on your floor in your closet or in a drawer just so you can go over to your friend's house because your mom tells you you can't leave unless your room's clean and you're like shoving shit in places I've taken that concept but in my older years organized it down to just like all the things that I carry but have an inability to throw away I put them in a closet and I was staring at this this closet these closets while I'm cleaning and I'm just overwhelmed because I realized that no matter how many times you clean your space, no matter how many times on the outside you look put together or you feel clean or seamless or not cluttered, 
if you if you're cluttered behind the scenes if you're cluttered on the inside if you're ignoring your your baggage if you will your clutter in your closet if you're not acknowledging the fucking shitstorm that you're keeping in your closet you will never fully be clean you will never fully be at ease you will forever have in the back of your mind subconsciously or for some people consciously knowing there's still parts of you that have to be dealt with and I don't know why we do that I think because it's easier to throw your shit in a closet and close the door and not see it and just deal with what's in your environment in front of your face every day that's what's easier than actually dealing with our real problems and of course I say all of this because it's a metaphor for just the shit we go through in our lives the baggage we take along the way the heartache we deal with the trauma we deal with the breakups and ending of friendships relationships maybe taking different routes and chapters of our life we didn't think we'd go on that's store that goes into storage and if you're not careful if you don't do routine cleanses cleanings you're gonna end up with one fucking really full closet and when it's time to evaluate and move or you're forced to look at what's inside of there it's nearly impossible to get through it in in a short amount of time you have to break it down you have to go through all of it decide what is there to keep and what there is to give away and we can do this and remind ourselves to do this often routinely like if you are cleaning or decluttering your physical life often you should be doing that just as often as you're metaphorically cleaning and cleansing and decluttering your life and your emotions I don't think we can fully let go of the skeletons in our closet or the issues that we're dealing with unless we clean out the deepest, darkest parts of ourselves. And that doesn't mean you can't keep things there. Like storage is there for a reason. Our past memories, emotions, the ability to feel that moment so I want to say transcendentally, but I don't think that's the word I'm thinking of. The the reason we can feel that moment so viscerally is because it mattered to us, because it mattered to you, it impacted you, and it doesn't mean you have to get rid of it. You can keep that. It was a big part of your life, right? But whatever it is, you need to make sure it's packed away neatly, it's taken care of, it's known that it's there, it's been... It's been made known. It's not just shoved into a dark part of your soul that you're ignoring um, to not deal with ever. And so in this new year, I think something that you can really do to get yourself on the right foot is declutter your mind and declutter your space. 
And there's so many spaces that I think we keep in our lives that keep building up and up and up and up and up. And we don't realize how cluttered it is until it's too late. Like if you hold on to emotional baggage, that eventually overflows and permeates into every relationship you have and will have in the future. If you hold on to too many knickknacks, too many things that don't hold value, then when you find things that truly are valuable, you don't recognize the importance in that item because you don't even know what gives you joy. You can't even recognize what you do enjoy because you, you've just kept everything that's been thrown at you emotionally, physically, sometimes even, that you have this inability of even kind of gauging what's worthy of staying in your space, your heart, and what isn't. So this is a call for you to clean out your closets. Take a long, hard look at what you've been keeping over the years, maybe months, maybe years. Is it something having to do with yourself or another individual? Is it something you need to unpack more or something you you get rid of, you keep? You know, I look at this as the same way as when I'm physically cleaning. Like there's a keep pile a throwaway pile, a donated pile, which no one's going to, don't donate your baggage to anyone. But are you going to keep it or are you going to throw it away? And if you're keeping it, where are we storing it? Where is it going? Don't be afraid to, to open the darkest parts, the deepest parts of yourself and, and handle what what you need to handle because it might seem right now like you don't have to deal with it but eventually we all do and using the metaphor of my life currently if I'm not emotionally dealing with my closets when it comes time for me to move in with my significant other and and kind of start that chapter of our journey if I'm not emotionally dealing with myself properly then I'm bringing all of this bullshit and crap into our new life, our relationship, that one, I haven't talked to him about or I haven't exposed to him. And it just, it it could spiral in big ways, in small ways. But you're not starting anew. You're not starting fresh. You're bringing past issues and traumas and things that you've been hiding or things that you've been storing because you don't want to deal with them, you owe more to yourself. And yeah, it sucks. It sucks working through that shit. You know, it sucks working through trauma or trying to heal from a person that you were that at the time you just couldn't accept, but now you wish you could go back more than anything to be that person. It's hard accepting in your 20s who you are as you grow because sometimes we grow into people we didn't think we were going to be or maybe you grow into someone you never wanted to be but hindsight's 2020 you 
you didn't see who you were or what you had when you had it. So don't, so don't go into these new chapters of your life bringing everything with you from your past years. Cleanse the baggage. 2020, I think, gave us a lot of things, but one of the good things it gave us was the time and the ability to access our personal space in a way with time that we hadn't had before and some of us weren't privy to. And so many people... You know, all these shows on Netflix that were about organization or positivity or um, like minimalism, that those, the viewership rose, like spiked during quarantine because people had nothing else to do in their house. They're sitting there, they're spending more time in their home than they ever have, looking around, realizing like, fuck, I really need to clean out my pantry that I haven't touched in years or clean my closets, clean, you know, reorganize and downsize from my closet and my clothes whatever it may be I think a lot of people it sparked inspiration and if you didn't handle anything mentally because you just were incapable of doing it last year because it's so much you know I think we all were stimulated at such a high level for an entire year of just shitstorm one thing after another after another and that's okay so t- that's okay. You know, I think there's a large part to going through like a year like tw- like this past year where you you have to come to terms with yourself and give yourself grace on what you truly can handle. But now is the time. It's a new year. You are the same bitch, but just a little bit better. Every year, just a little bit better. And as long as I think we we strive towards that goal, you can never go wrong. But if you don't have, you know, real people in your life to tell you like, hey, you need to pull your shit together. You need to handle your demons. You need to love yourself or come to terms with who you are or be really who you are and stop putting up this fake facade for other people just to make them happy if you don't have a person like that in your life I am that person and I am calling you out right now telling you it's time so if there's something that you're thinking about in your mind right now that you've been putting off it's time to deal with it if there is nothing else we have learned and been taught in 2020 it's how precious life is how precious your life is and how short it is to be even in this chapter of your life you know I was talking to another girlfriend on the phone yesterday and we were just talking about how she had this convert she did this meditation And she had this conversation with herself, her future self, who came to her and basically said, you want your future so badly and you'll get your future. You'll get the house. You'll get the kids. You'll get the husband. But what you won't have anymore is your cute little two-bedroom apartment with your two dogs and your freedom 
and your amazing job and your your single essence of who you are now that you can do whatever the fuck you want whenever you want and she just had this really introspective really beautiful conversation with herself about how we can constantly be thinking in the future that we want to have something or someone or what our life should look like but if we get so stuck living in the future being so obsessive over what we want and what we don't have we will never have time to live in the present and to understand how precious this part of our life is that's why I have such like a bittersweet love affair with my 20s because there have been they've been so aggressive and abrasive at times giving me no other option but to forcefully look at myself in the mirror and think am I living up to the standards I've had for myself that society has had for myself that my family has had for myself that it sucks because it almost has outshined and outweighed the importance of I think just me loving my life loving my 20s understanding like this is my little nest egg that I've always dreamed of in my head when I was younger like the stories my mom used to tell me about how she lived in her own apartment that she paid for in cash how she worked her ass off she always had friends over she went to people's houses she loved and lived and learned in her spaces and I always used to think when I was little like I want that I want my space I want to make my own money I want to stand up I want to support myself fully I want to be on my own and I'm here and I just don't want this this chapter to go by without me living fully in it and fully present so no matter where you're at in your life right now you may be loving life, you may be ick about life, you may hate your life. But just kind of speak, send out a message out into the ether to your future self and let your future self know that you might one day look back on the current chapter that you're in and wish that you were back in it. It's like me looking at photos of myself when I was younger. I'm like, you thought you were huge. I thought I was so fat all the time, every day, in my mind. You're not good enough. You're not good enough. If you could only lose this amount of weight, if you could only use this amount of pounds. Doing crash diets in high school. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. I look back on photos now and I'm like, were you fucking blind? Like, were you, hello, body dysmorphia, like now, and I love my body now, don't get me wrong, but I mean, I had a rocking ass body and I thought I was fat. And yeah, as you get older, you learn, oh, my body actually starts growing hips because I'm supposed to be carrying a baby biologically and 
It's okay if my tits get bigger. It's okay if my body grows like I'm becoming a woman. This isn't my twig little 14-year-old self's body anymore. And yeah, okay, that's like one thing to come to terms with. But I think the deeper lesson to learn here is if I had only loved myself then, I'd probably be successful in that area now. If I had only given myself the love and the compassion and the fucking hype I deserved at that age with that body, who knows? I might not have the body I have today. I might have just stayed that size. I might have just consistently kept doing what I was doing because whatever the fuck I was doing back then was working. I know what I was doing. I was playing soccer like seven days a week for hours on the weekends. Hours, practically the whole day. I had the metabolism of a fucking giraffe and it was different and I get that. But if you aren't happy with who you are now, just think about accepting that part of yourself regardless because in the future, you don't know where you'll be. You don't know who you'll be, what you'll look like. And I I really hope for you that it's the better version of where you are now. It's the best version you can be. But the reality is sometimes life doesn't go like that. You know, not in all areas of our life, but if we don't stop in the present and appreciate what we have, we sure as fuck aren't going to appreciate it in the future. And if there's anything I learned about the consistent negativity in 2020, it's just that I do not want to let that consistent negativity permeate into every part of my life, regardless of what the rest of the world feels like. So I am bringing positivity and love and light into 2021. I am radiating it back to you, whether you're in the car listening or at your house or folding laundry. I hear you. I see you. I feel you. And these always get so intimate when I talk like that. I I don't have headphones on right now because they're just, they don't go with my vibe. But I can already tell my voice with the what I just said was probably, <laughs> it's just, I don't know, I make myself crack up. Anyways, um, happy 2021. I have some bomb episodes coming for you soon. Um, I know this one was kind of all over the place, but I hope you, I hope through this I've inspired at least you to figure out what you want this year to be. And if you fall off, you know, if you have a bad day eating right now, I'm like, I was on a good kick before the holidays. Holidays kind of derailed me. I really enjoyed myself though. But now I'm like getting back in my grind. Just give yourself grace. Try to be appreciative of the time that you did have doing whatever the hell you were doing. And now it's just time for something different. And take this time in the beginning of the year to emotionally, physically, and spiritually center yourself, cleanse yourself, cleanse your space declutter your mind it always helps me be more centrally focused on the things that matter in my life and I will catch you on next week's episode 
as always, you can follow me on Stay Open Podcast on Instagram or at Arletta LaRue on Instagram. And then you can find me on my website, ArlettaArgyle.com. Um, I am so excited to have you as a listener. And I really appreciate all of your love and your support. Give this a follow, subscribe, comment, leave me a little review. I love reading them. Some of you have gotten really creative with your reviews and I highly, highly appreciate your kind words Um, or your not so kind words. You know, whatever you're feeling for that day, give it to me. I can handle it. Um, I love you as always. 